Welcome back to Morning Friends with Rotten. Now I know that many of you have grown accustomed to our fun little skits and witty little banner and these whimsical little intros that we record, but unfortunately today, oh trepidatious listener, that is simply not going to be the case. No, instead today... Father Ridlin has blessed us once again with a beautiful intro of chaos and insanity. So, for the first time on this program, I introduce to you the new opening to Morning Friends with Rotten. Enjoy. Don't forget, guys, this weekend at Hellbilly Hollow, we'll be having our actor sign-up, and we'll be working on a little commercial for this season. That's right, Hellbilly Hollow. Hellbilly Hollow. Hellbilly Hollow. That's where you want to be. Come to Hellbilly Hollow on Saturday. Check Facebook and your local listings for more information. Alright everybody, welcome to episode 3 of Morning Friends with Rotten. And today we have a very, very special guest. Uh, We've been keeping up with this guy for a long time. He is an amazing haunt actor. He does sliding. He creates his own props. I mean, he's got a multitude of characters. He is an amazing dude. Uh, Today we've got Pongo Joe. I'm going to turn it over to Grant and do a little introduction. Yes. So we have a traveling scare actor, professional slider, and he creates slider gear. He also juggles and can contact juggle, among many other great things. We have Joseph Bodkin. Yay! Hello. Hello, hello. Thank you guys for having me. That, well, thank you for deciding to come along on our ragtag uh <laughs> Worst, terrible production value (laughs) that is rotten. (laughs) So uh, I want to start off by saying the last uh, interaction we had with Joseph was that in person, in person, was that he came to Hellbilly Hollow for Hell Night. Oh yeah, and nobody realized that it was Joseph because, like, the whole time I'm like, dude, he looks so familiar, and I even. I even came up and whispered something in his ear that night. And then I was like, shit, that was, jo- damn it, that was Joseph. I'm an idiot. 
<laughs> you see, I wanted, um, you know, I'd heard about the Hell Knight for a couple years. And uh, every time it came up, I, I just didn't get a chance to go. So when it came up last time, I was like, oh, man, I, I got this opportunity. So, you know, I, I went ahead and I just jumped in my car um, and went down to Hellbilly Hollow to check it out. Um, <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of spontaneous like that. But, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a good time. Well, it was I have, so fun. I have to say, I actually did notice you and thought it was you, but since nobody else seemed to know that, I just assumed I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, it's it's funny because uh, that hell night, we really had to like pull out Tim's back teeth to get him to do an extra hell night because we missed out the right. first one, and yeah. that was. That was a phenomenal night. We had so we had six different haunts represented come yeah. out there. Plus, he was out there. There was yeah. a couple of other people. Out. It was which just technically, Pongo Joe represents a whole lot of different haunts. Yeah, he does. <laughs> no shit. We had like <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so, uh, turn it over to Grim. Give she's going to give you some questions. So Ooh. I. You just got a job narrating audiobooks. How is that going? Ooh. Ah, yes, yes. So um, I am a month in to that. That is, um, so I, I've always been, uh, you know, like a voice actor. I loved using my voice. It's something that I spent a lot of time, you know, training for. And it was something that I kind of put on the back burner for a little while. I did a few um, haunt promos here and there. You can hear my voice at like Murder House in like Tampa, Florida. And I nice. think, uh, was it Night Nightmare Dungeon up in North Carolina? Introducing the scariest haunted attraction in the state of South Carolina, Nightmare Dungeon. Two stories of full throttle horror in this 115-year-old cabin in the woods. So I did a few promos and then, you know, I got, I got caught up doing the haunting, you know, like you do. Um, right. And I was, you know, absorbed in that. And then, you know, I got an opportunity. It was with uh, this company that does uh, audiobooks for a couple different. Um, it's, it's like, here's our pool of actors. And here are like the three or four companies that we work for, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so kind of like an audiobook agency in a way. Yeah. Um, I talked to my old friend Jessica, who I guess um, she'd been up in New York for a couple years. And I noticed that she hadn't been doing her touring group because that's, that's something she's an actor too. Um, so I was like, hey, what you been doing? She's like, oh, I've been doing these audiobooks. And, you know, we're actually hiring. And so I gave them, you know, a couple paragraphs of uh, Odd Thomas, which is one of my favorite books. Oh, oh I book. love Odd Thomas. I have the whole series. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think it's a great book. And it was a, apparently it was a good audition because like within the week they were like, hey, you know, we'd like to send you a contract and, you know, get you started real quickly. And I was like, oh, shit, uh, this never really happens that fast. But it did. And uh, here I am now a month in and I have completed one book and i'm on my way to completing the second book and it's That's it's awesome. been a lot of fun That's exciting uh it's it's funny because uh we we're we're gonna probably chronologic your uh work uh backwards because right. uh last thing <laughs> i saw you doing was uh that you were doing some really cool videos for the mcwayne center man and we applaud the hell out oh, of that yeah. 
oh yeah, that's you know that's my other job. Uh, I have a few at this point. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, McWayne, I'd you know been an educator, and during the pandemic, things just things just went sideways. Marketing and you know all this stuff just it just wasn't happening for McWayne. Birmingham Zoo and everybody else was just they were just ahead of us. So um, I took some initiative and I got with uh, my department and we started, you know, I was like, let's, let's make some stuff. Let's make some virtual content for the people at home or the folks who, you know, who don't want to, who don't want to come out and, you know, come to McWayne in person. Hell, we were closed for like, I want to say three months. So we kind of had to like put our heads together and figure out some stuff to do. So, you know, I, I did a video series for them, which was a lot of fun. Hi there, my name is Mr. Joseph, and we are going to get into a fun science experiment today. How many of you have heard of elephant toothpaste? Well, I'll tell you, man, I caught a couple of those videos, and it really reinvigorated like my interest in the McWayne Center at all, yeah. because it had kind of, like you said, it had become so stagnant yeah. that there was a lot of existence out there for it. Yeah. And it was, I think, you know, it was a shakeup for a lot of, you know, a lot of people when it came to social media and the kind of things that you can create. Yeah, um, it, it was certainly a shakeup uh, for McWayne who, you know, they didn't really have much of a social media presence before. And now, you know, they're, they're posting regularly and, you know, it's, it's all, uh, it's all getting a little bit better. I mean, we all learn, you know, <laughs> it's been fun to see the, the directions that you can go. I know, you know, I, I had been I've been on Instagram for years and I had made videos before, but I was very much challenged to make better things um, in the last in just the last two years um, and trying to trying to change your format around. I'd been so used to Instagram and everything. You know, TikTok was a, a very different animal, you know, yeah. But it's also an inspiration in and of itself just by putting, just by having the tools that they have on there, it inspires you to do more things with it and play with it more. Very inspiring, very, uh, very creative. You know, one, yeah. one of my favorite trends um, that had happened was the, uh, the mirror transitions, the wipe it down mirrors. Yeah. I love and, the wipe it down video. It is so much fun. I was like, well, I got, you know, I got these haunt characters and stuff. And at the time when I joined TikTok, there were only a few haunters here and there on there. And I was like, oh, man, this is, you know, this is uncharted territory. I don't know what to do. You know, I'm, I'm seeing these dancing videos. I'm seeing, you know, there would be dancing videos. Some of it would be kind of like Vine, you know, from the, the right. older days. And, you know, you just I never knew what to make of it. So. You know, I was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to try to do some haunt content because we need, we need more haunters and, and more, you know, spooky stuff, you know, on TikTok. Definitely. Sorry, we're still kind of starstruck. So I just, uh, man, it's, it's, it's been really cool because, you know, you know, cut to now, you guys have been on there. I see you guys a lot. Um, and you, you, you have such a group dynamic. Um and so that's been very different. Uh, I, I commend you guys being able to get together and like hunker down and, you know, get some work done. Um, yeah, we, uh, we decided, uh, honestly, Graham sort of introduced us to TikTok and was like, hey, we got to start working. 
Yeah, Matt and I thought we were too old for it. Yeah. <laughs> I know so many people said that. I was like, nah, man, you got to get on there. Like, I, well, you know, one of yep. my close uh, friends from, um, you know, up in the Midwest, Cody, you know, he's a slider. He, he goes by Slider Jesus. Yes, I, a lot of his videos. I, you know, I, he kept telling me, no, no, I'm not going to get on TikTok. I'm, I'm too old for that. And I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm telling you, you go on there and you're going to do great. And he did. Um, and so many other folks, so many haunters and you know, people in the haunt industry, you know, kind of uploading not just character videos, but sometimes the progress on their builds, yeah, you know, right. painting. And of course, you know, the makeup transitions as well. So it's, it's just, it's brought a lot of artists together and challenged them to make very creative content. We pretty much tell everybody when we go and, and pitch for doing commercials for them, like, look, TikTok was the number one most visited site last year. The number one. Like, if you're not, if you don't have a presence on there, you're missing a huge audience. Oh, yeah. I agree. Um. One thing I loved is your video you did. You filmed it at Sloss. It was the Jack Skellington video. Oh, I, yeah. That's been a while. So oh, my God. I still I love it. I saved it in my phone. I loved it so much. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was that was back. Uh, I, I, I thought about reshooting it. Uh, I like the equipment that I did it on. It was the uh, DJI Osmo Steadicam. Um, it's kind of like on a gimbal. Nice. And I and this was also at a time. This is before the pandemic, so you could just, you really could just go to Sloss, and you know nobody'd bother. You didn't really have to really sign a waiver or anything. And you know, uh, it was it was me and Adrian who filmed that, and we did it so much. We made up so much on the spot, and I just um, I I recorded um, everything you know here at the house and mixed it and then pretty much made a music video out of it just walking around sloss and it was just it was so organic it was so much fun to do um and i i, I still look back at that video too I, mean, I used to sing um i haven't done that in a little while you know i man i, I just love your singing videos dude yeah. you have such an amazing voice yes. oh thank you so much i'm the master of light I'll scare you right out of your pants. To a guy in Kentucky, I'm Mr. Unlucky, and I'm known throughout England and France. I I got stuff recorded, which is it's, it's crazy because you know I got songs you know between two of the computers that I've recorded, and I haven't released them because I was like, well, I got to make a video of them and. That takes time, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's one thing to You're record. So busy. I'm very busy, and you know, it's one thing to do like a 10, 15 second, thirty second, you know, minute, you know, piece of content, small, but you know, to to do three, four minutes, you know, of a song, and you know, come up with a shot list and everything, you know, it gets a lot harder and takes more time and. You know, you just need more resources for it. But, you know, eventually yeah. I'd like to I'd like to turn those into videos at some point. Well, I'll, I'll say this and this is for you, gentle listeners. Um, Pongo Joe uh, or Joseph, Bach, I, I always call you Pongo. I don't know why. I always well, pops in my head. Found on Instagram yes. and TikTok as Pongo underscore, yes. underscore Joe. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, listener, uh, 
he makes our videos look like cotton candy. Uh, his cinematography is phenomenal. His pacing, their panning, like everything about your videos, I love the hell out of. Now we we try to dumb down our stuff. Like there's been stuff that I got that looked really pretty, and I was like, oh man, I got to throw some vomit on there because this is. <laughs> We spend a lot of our time downgrading our footage. <laughs> but, you dude, you're, you're such an inspiration to, like, what we do. And, uh, and everyone in the haunt community. Yes. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Um, you know, as, as far as my videos go, um, I take a lot of inspiration from, you know, at least a couple different sources. Sometimes my videos, they're not necessarily scary. I like, sometimes I'm really into the melancholy, um, kind of somber, sort of dreamy um, yeah. tone to some of them. Because the way I see, you know, haunting is very whimsical. I think yeah. it, it's a lot of play. It's a lot of, it's a play that you don't really get to do as an adult. You know, it's, and I approach it very childlike. I'm very much a fan of like, the Gremlins and, you know, old oh, that's Steven Spielberg. The Gremlins. That's Gremlins right here. Gremlins. <laughs> you know, I, I like the, uh, the the play of it. So that ends up showing up in my videos. And as far as, you know, the, the cinematography goes, um, very, very hard inspiration is uh, a lot. Not, not necessarily the, the stories that he tells, but the look um, is Zack Snyder. Um, you know i i'm a huge fan of some of the images that he is able to create um especially like in his latest movie uh was it army of the dead yeah Uh, Yeah. i found out that he um he found he he used some old canon dream lens and he stuck it on a new camera he had to adapt it you know a bunch of different ways it was a pain in the ass but he did. He directed it, and he did the cinematography himself. And it was this really crazy, blurry, dreamy uh, zombie movie. It seemed like it was hot, you know, uh, yeah. every shot, and it seemed just kind of weird and visceral. And i I'd seen a lo- I'd seen looks like that similar, but I was like, oh man, I I gotta have something like that. So you know, I ended up getting myself a a weird, wacky lens. Um, that ends up, you know, making the background just blurry as hell. Yeah. And, uh, I love the way, you know, the monsters, you know, you know, my characters and any, anybody I shoot with it. I love the way that the image that it produces and it's just, uh, it's been incredible. I've used it. I used it all last haunt season, which, which was really weird because, you know, I would, I'd be, I'd be there performing. I'd be out there scaring people. And then I'd run back to the break room and I'd grab the camera and I'd film for a little bit. And I'd do that a little bit here and there throughout the night because I wanted to capture haunting. I wanted to capture what other people were doing. And, you know, there's something sentimental to me about it because sometimes people come and go in the haunt industry so quickly, you know, their time can be very brief in it. So just the fact I was able to capture you know, uh, you know, the, the people that I captured at all, um, 
you know, is, is a big deal because people you know, sometimes, you know, they just retire or they're like, ah, you know what? I did this for two or three years. You know, I, I think I'm done. Oh yeah. Um, we see that happen all the time. Yeah. Or, you know, life happens and you gotta, yep. you gotta kind of quit for like a year or two and then, you know, you come back and you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, but I just, uh, I, I found it important to, you know, capture it and try to, you know, share it with people. So would you like to uh, sort of go over a list of the different haunts that you've uh, worked at? Yeah. Yeah. So um, my first haunt was in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, That's where I'm from. And this was when I was like 20 years old and I didn't know anything, you know, about haunting. It was just a, like it was an old food world that somebody had turned into a haunt and I'd driven past it on my way to like Calhoun community college at the time. I just, I drove past it. Like I don't know how many times and the more it got close to like August, September, the more they were like, Hey, we need people. So I stopped in and, you know, I asked for a job and, you know, they taught me all kinds of cool stuff and, you know, gave me a spot in like the, the funeral parlor, you know, and that's where it started. And then eventually, um, you know, a couple of years later, I would move down to Birmingham and I'd always known about Sloss. Um, and, uh, I'd, I'd gone to it many years, you know, ever since I was like 14 years old, I went to Sloss Fright Furnace, but I guess I've, I've had a habit of never actually working for the OG haunt in the city. Um, because I ended up working for Warehouse 31 for like three or four years because it was like the new haunt in town and it was something, you know, they, you know, I, I didn't know what kind of establishment they had at Sloss or, you know, uh, cause you know, sometimes, you know, the, the, there'll be veterans and stuff there, you know, they might give you a hard time. I was kind of used to it at that point, but you know, so I went to Warehouse 31 for a couple years and, uh, that was fun for a little while. Uh, you know, they, I, I learned a lot, um, you know, from the makeup artists there, uh, Cam and Jody, they, they taught me a lot of cool stuff. Um, and then from there, um, I started guest acting. It was very small at first. Um, the first haunt that I had ever guest acted was with me and my partner, Adrian at Arx Mortis. Um, and it, you know, this was, it was at kind of at a different time because it wasn't always Arch Mortis. It was like Greystone Manor for a little while. And then it, you know, management changed and then it was Arch. We, uh, me and Adrian decided that we wanted to go to California. We wanted to, you know, because we'd been sliding at that point for a couple of years and we wanted to know, you know, the, the OG folks who created it were out at not scary farm. That was like the pinnacle of everything. And we were all starry eyed about it. And so we were like, let's, you know, let's try to move out there and let's try to work for some folks out there. And, uh, the move was incredibly hard. This was in like 2017. It was, it was hard and it was like a crazy transition, but, uh, funnily enough, we didn't actually end up working for knots we found another haunt that we just fell in love with. Again, you know, we didn't work with the OG haunt of the city. We ended up working for uh, Queen Mary's Dark Harbor, which oh, yeah. was, 
it that was my brand of just whimsical fun dark carnival uh just just fun it was it was amazing it was a great time because you know haunts are different everywhere and uh, to an extent you know there are similar things but by the time we had gotten to california um i don't know exactly what their rules were like you know 10 years prior to that but Knots and the other haunts like Fright Fest and HHN, the more commercial haunts, ended up having a lot of rules that just kind of, you know, I'm not saying rules are bad, but I'm just saying, you know, it was hard to be yourself. It was hard to act. Um, And the only place that was just that embraced that kind of rebel attitude was Queen Mary's Dark Harbor. And it was it was just it was it was a match made in hell. Our boss loved us there. We were crazy assholes. Um, and that, that's where, you know, Pongo really started taking off. Um, and it was, it was just as great. We were, <laughs> I mean, we got away with all kinds of crap. They were serving, you know, like alcohol to the guests and stuff. So the guests would kind of be assholes to us. So we, we had kind of the liberty to like, you know, be assholes back. <laughs> awesome. That is awesome. You know, it was it was just a fun, fun, great time. And uh, we eventually uh, moved back about a year later and we decided, well, you know, I think uh, I think guest acting would just be a better way of, you know, serving our time. And, you know, I I really started uh, building up my Instagram, trying to create scare reels because, you know, nobody knew who I was and, you know, no, no haunt owner is going to be like, who the hell are you? You want to come guest act? And I was like, well, I want to show you something that I can act and yeah. that I can do something um, that would be beneficial to you. So I started making these scare reels, kind of some of it was footage that I had made and some of it was footage that I had found from guests who had taken video of me and they had put it on Instagram. So I would cut these little reels together of me scaring some of it's from warehouse 31. Some of it's from dark Harbor. It's from all over the place. And so I used that as, you know, like a way to, you know, mull over, you know, get, get the haunt owner to, you know, hire me to come and, you know, scary. Cause I had, you know, I had something different that I could, you know, be kind of like a bonus to the haunt yeah. in a way. So, I went with that, and at that point, you know, I started going to Netherworld in Atlanta and then um, Nashville Nightmare, uh, just two really big, fun haunts. And then, you know, I, I'd still I'd still work here in Bama. You know, I'd go to Nightmare 3008 because, actually, I live right down the street from those guys. So, they're, you know, they're a lot of fun, and they let me, they let me go ham on people. <laughs> Yes, they do. <laughs> well, here at Rotten, we definitely consider them uh, the most metal haunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they're 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 a blast, and um, so I, you know, I've been up to Chicago. I've worked Massacre Haunted House. I've worked Thirteenth Floor. Um, three of their locations now: uh, House of Torment in Texas, Thirteenth uh, Floor Chicago. And Nashville Nightmare in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> right. 
Um, and I've also spread out to North Carolina and I've worked at Lake Hickory Haunts and Woods of Terror. Nice. Um, yeah. Ooh. So I, we I, definitely I, had a crazy adventure. Um, yeah, I kind of made a tour out of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was all of your amazing different characters. So I wanted to ask you exactly how many different characters do you have? I love the Johnny Gobbs one. Love yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm rolling with... Uh, I think just five at this moment. And I'm trying to make sure I don't go too crazy on it. And some of these characters, you know, I like them to change, you know, as time goes by. Um, Pongo's gone through at least two iterations and I've kind of solidified, you know, his look and, um, you know, the way, the way he does things and gobs, he's changed them. I've, I've changed him a bit and he's gobs, the goblin um and the hunter which is my very western tombstone revolver ocelot video gamey like character let me ask you about that character uh i saw this video forever ago it popped back up on my youtube you have some amazing gun twisting skills man yes. definite definitely revolver ocelot skills blows my mind everything you touch you turn into gold <laughs> Well, you see, I'm very, you know, uh, I'm a, I'm a kind of a fidgety person. Okay. So I like to fidget with shit and, you know, gun spinning is something that I've done for a couple years as just for fun. And then I thought this could be an entertaining thing to do, you know, while people are waiting in line to go into the haunt. So I built a character around that skill and it, you know, I'm very much inspired by Metal Gear Solid, which is another, you know, dreamy, somber, uh, weird story of video game. And, I was going to uh, throw out there for the audience, like the Revolver Ocelot references from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, very, very much. And I just I love I love the way that looked. And so, of course, I went back to Sloss and I did a video for that. And, you know, it, it became you know, because up until that point, you know, my my biggest thing is like, I got to scare everybody, got to scare everybody. Um, and this was my way of I could still scare people as the only like intimidating character that I have. And I could entertain them as well. People in Nashville, especially just they just loved it. And I ended up using that character mostly a Nashville nightmare. Really, the more southern, you know, uh, you know, kind of haunts. Um so well, you know that was from Nashville, so I can definitely see how well that character would go over there. <laughs> yeah, that was a blast. And then um, I came out with um, my vampire character, who um, he's he's gone through a different iteration now, and as well as my, my one of my most favorite scary characters, a fucking cartoon, um, Mister Nope. And yeah. Mr. Nope okay. is one of my favorites because of you can be that whimsical that you're speaking of. And no matter how whimsically you, you act, you are still terrifying as Mr. <laughs> nope. Still very so Fucking well. love it. It is the one character that other haunters do not like. 
<laughs> I took him to because um, uh, you know the guy who makes my masks. Uh, he, he his company is Inferno Effects, and um, so I was out there modeling for his booth. And of course, I took Mister Nope out while I was at Trans World, and other haunters just they winced or they cringed at him, and they didn't like him. And I just thought that that just made me giddy. Um, even, you know, taking him to Netherworld, that was one of the biggest things. Netherworld was like, oh man, shelf Pongo. I want to see this guy with the big shoulders and the weird face. And, uh, I took him out to Netherworld. It was great. Weird thing about Mr. Nope is that the first time I saw him, it hearkened me back to Drop Dead Fred oh, and the yeah. scene where he gets his head stuck in the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. And he does that kind of little dance and he wipes his forehead. Like his over exaggerated actions, like I was like, dude, I was just immediately drawn to that character. Yes. I love the hell out of that character. Oh yeah, he's he's just an absolute blast. And I've taken him to Nightmare 3008 and there's there's not a whole lot that um, phases uh, John Hammer Hancock, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but for whatever reason, you know, Mister Nope got to him, and I thought that was hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, I want to shift gears a little bit and uh, talk about something that that we we see you do all the time, and we just like are enamored by it, and that is that you are really deeply mired in um, activist activity that you uh, you'll go out and stand with people and you have a big opinion about things. And we think that's uh, amazing. Such a good example. You are such a good example for how people should be. Like I fucking admire the shit out of you. Yeah. Uh, me and Adrian are, you know, very active, you know, in the community. Um, you know, it's, it can be, you know, we, we're living in some pretty hard times um, yeah. and it's it's been really crazy with, you know, a lot of the politics uh, and how this pandemic has changed people and how um, just just a lot that's going on in our country. Um, and again, like uh, recently with, you know, Roe v. Wade being overturned, mm-hmm. uh I think it is good to speak out and, you know, I, I've had a lot of haunters, you know, come at me and be like, Oh, you know, you should separate, you know, we we don't want to hear any of that. And I'm like, Hey, you know, if you want to cherry pick, you know, the shit that I do, then just do that. But just know if you're going to follow me, if you're going to be my friend on Facebook, I'm going to be honest. And, you know, you're going to get all my other bullshit in your feed too. So yeah, (laughs) whatever whatever you know I, I i do have an opinion about it and i i don't care who knows it really and it's something that you know i i am proud that i do it and i'm proud that i do it within you know that i i'm part of the haunted house community because sometimes and it's and it's been a thing for years um in the haunt industry that you know people get really stuck in their ways and it just gets you know fall into the uh wayside um sexual abuse grooming um bad pay all kinds of stuff uh that are problematic and have been problematic you know going as far back you know as the 80s and while other industries uh, communities and businesses have moved on and 
have made many made many strides in changing their message and how they do business, you know, what their mission is. The Han industry has had a hard time, um, you know, moving forward. And I want, you know, for the next generation of haunters to be able to come work at a haunt and feel safe, be able to do this really fun thing and know that it's going to be okay. You know, their, you know, their safety, that the people who are managing them are good people and want them to have a good time. They can make uh, friends, you know, even family per se, and really enjoy, you know, what haunting should be. And I, I, I think a lot of those issues have been so prevalent simply because of the, the outsider community that's not a part of the haunt community, not recognizing it as a real job or a real business. Um, but that's one of the things I love most about the haunt community is the family aspect to it. Yeah. Um, and so if we can just get those certain individuals to stop trying to exploit the way the rest of the world sees it and be able to show the rest of the world what a com what a great community it can be. Yeah, and that's, you know, there, there's stigma towards, you know, niche industries. And we're still, even though in the last 10 years, haunting has really exploded. Haunts are the size of amusement parks, are in amusement parks now. Um, they've exploded. Um, even then, we're still kind of stigmatized, you know, and um, seen as just this small niche community when it's, you know, it's become big business and it's become very professional. And we have a lot to offer. And it's, it's you know, not just on the acting side, you know, producing, marketing. And I like sharing that, you know, but even on, you know, on TikTok, I'll still get comments, you know, <laughs> calling me like oh you damn dirty carny you you know, you life, you know? I'm like, listen here you old bastard come on i'm telling you right now you may not believe it but yeah i just got paid to scare yep. them they wanted me to do it so you know, always gonna be those kinds of trolls uh on any <laughs> media for sure because it's easy to be a keyboard warrior when you're not actually putting your own face at risk um well one of the things like you you talk about how the industry has been booming in the last 10 years definitely. i mean from our position where we're at right now in alabama within a two-hour radius there are almost 16 to 17 haunts we can get to and that dude 10 years yeah, ago too. was unheard of yeah it's it's incredible I, you know, I often and, you know, <laughs> say what you will. Um, I don't really do uh, what is it, the hell week much right. anymore. I don't, I don't usually work hell week. I usually take that time to run the gambit. You know, I like to go to as many haunts as I can, you know, to walk through. Um, and, you know, in almost in one night, I was able to go to Sloth's Fright Furnace to Nightmare 3008. To in sanitarium, and then I think the following night I was able to do Atrox, and I think Hellbilly Hollow. I think this was in 20, 2018? Yeah, twenty eighteen. Uh, so uh, you got another question, Grimble? Yes, 
I really wanted to know how you like the Midwest Contras Convention. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Midwest was, I think, back in June. And uh, that's always a fun convention to go to. Um, it's still, it, it, so it has changed location. It's one of those conventions that doesn't always, you know, it, I think it was in Ohio for a little bit, but it's been to at least two different locations in Chicago and then like one in Milwaukee. Um, it's a smaller con, but it's, you know, it's a fun con nonetheless. And it is a great way to experience the um, Midwest Chicago haunters. Because very much like, you know, here in Bama and especially, you know, Birmingham specifically, they got a whole community of different haunts and they all do the same things that we do. We go to each other's haunts whenever we can, you know, especially if they have like, you know, like a special Christmas event or whatever. So it's it's fun to like, you know, see that community and get to know those people. They have some really cool haunts up there. Um, uh, 13th floor up there is actually really good. And uh, as well as uh, Massacre and uh, Midnight Terror. Uh, and they all have they all bring their own little flavor, you know, you know, just just like, you know, we do down here. Uh, you know, the difference between, you know, uh, Aatrox and, you know, like Warehouse 31. Everybody, you know, tries to, you know, bring their own flavor to it. And it's really cool and fun to see. And, you know, they have a really cool, uh, you know, little trade show floor. So if you want to get a new mask or whatever, you know, which I have done. There's another place to spend some money, <laughs> like you right. do. I am so I, I wouldn't say that I'm anchored in one cl- in one place, but I am spending a good chunk of my season at one haunt, uh, which I I haven't really been able to figure out a good way to announce it. Uh, so, I guess for context, let me tell you: um, there's a new haunt in Tennessee called Halloween Hollow. And I've been doing a lot of work for them since, I think, March, May. Yeah. And they've hired me to play their icon character, Rewind, the vampire video store clerk. clerk, Sorry. Um, And do some video work for them. So I'm going to be spending a good chunk of my season with them this time. (laughs) So that's one we have to put in the books to go and visit then. (laughs) Now, what book is it in? It is Halloween Hollow, and it is in Silver Point, Tennessee. Oh, okay. And I am, you know, I, I have probably the places that I've guest acted. Um, I love them. It has been amazing. I've guest acted at Netherworld for, you know, going on six or seven years now. And, you know, I, I love all these folks, but this is a brand new haunt that, I get to really contribute in a, in a meaningful way to me. Um, and that is, you know, I think that's great. I love a new haunt. I love, you know, new, fresh ideas. Uh, the folks that I'm working for are really amazing people and they have been open to my ideas as well. And, you know, changing, uh, things around, uh, doing video work, uh, for them and playing this character is, it's been a blast so far. So, that's something I'm really excited about. That's awesome. All right. So listeners, you hear that. That's an, Put that in your dream journals because you've got to go visit that haunt this year. Oh, yeah. It is It is pretty much booked as like, you know, Halloween hollow, Halloween fun for everyone. Um, it is going to be very classic. 
very, you know, John Carpentery, uh, 80s inspired. You know, it, I, my midway and like the start of one of the haunts is a video store. Um, nice. Looks amazing. People have been, because it, it has its own page, people think it's an actual video store and the way they've been taking <laughs> pictures of it. I was like, no, it's, it's actually the beginning of a haunt, but you know, <laughs> if you want to, <laughs> so that's, that's going to be awesome. So yeah, man. Uh, is there anything like, uh, want to give you a couple of minutes here, just to uh, plug yourself, tell people where they can find you at, where they can find all your, uh, information and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, that's the other side of it. And you know, what I've been talking about is, you know, the social media, um, because there's so many people who'd be like, oh, man, you know, I just missed you last weekend. I was going to go this you know, weekend and something went wrong. That's why, you know, I'm always like, hey, you know, you're not going to be able to catch every live performance or whatever. You know, check the social media. Um, you know, you can find me at Pongo underscore Joe on pretty much everything. YouTube, Instagram, um, TikTok, Facebook. Um, you know, that's. That's that's the best way. I, that's uh, the best way to find me. And, you know, I, I like to offer something a little different, you know, even within, you know, my social media content. You know, some of my videos, what you'll see in the videos will be different than what you might see live. So that's that's that, that's where you can find me. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Hey, guys, I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. I, I love what you guys do. Um, I think you guys have such a fun group. And, you know, again, you're another part of the community here. And I promise you that down the line, we will have some uh, some collaborative work. I guarantee oh, we're going to make this happen because yeah. we've got to get you on something, dude. I'm telling you, dude, I'd love to come out and, you know, I'd love to bring my camera out and capture some stuff with you guys. You know, make some fun content together. Um, and, you know, well, how, where are you guys? What, maybe like 45 minutes away? You guys yeah, are down the road. <laughs> That's right up the road. <laughs> Considering how yeah. much traveling you do, it can't be that complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> the, the 10 hour really drive. Away to somewhere. Yeah, so it, it, it'd be fun. I'd be up for it. Good deal. Well, again, we appreciate the hell out of having you on. Uh, we cannot applaud you enough at your efforts. Uh, dude, you keep us entertained on a daily. Uh, you keep the community rolling. And for that, man, like, that's the most rotten thing you can do. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. I, I, I really appreciate that. Well, everybody, this has been Joseph Bodkin uh, with Morning Friends with Rotten. Uh, be sure to follow him up. Dude, if you want to catch this badass in action, follow him. Go wherever he goes. And I promise you, without a shadow of a doubt, you will get one of the best shows you have ever gotten before. Absolutely. And much love and respect, Joseph. Stay rotten, brother. All right, man. Thank you. Catch you later.
So we again want to thank Joseph Bodkin for coming on and just hanging out with us. Such a cool guy. Hell yes, it makes me so fucking happy that we got him. And he is a phenomenal honor and he's just a role model. And dude, we, we cannot thank him enough. He is such a phenomenal actor. And entertainer, performer, and everything demonic entity that he is. Yes, he makes me very jealous of my capability of things. He makes me so happy I scream! (laughs) So again, uh, thank you guys for listening to Rotten Morning today. Stay tuned to next week to catch another episode. And go and check out Joseph Bodkin, a.k.a. Pongo Joe. Check him out. Do it now. Everywhere. Do it now. Do it! Much rotten love, guys. Stay rotten. Thank you and stay rotten. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of Morning Friends with Rotten. And remember to tune in next Wednesday for the very next episode of Morning Friends with Rotten. This is Rotten, and these are our morning friends. Stay rotten, guys. And also be sure to check out Rotten Mornings Podcast. Another misspelled word. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week, partner.